This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. As always, there is a lot to talk about. I'm afraid we've had, you know, bad news this morning. We had terrible news about a police officer killed on duty. Uh, Looks like an intentional running down with a car while he was trying to deal with a crime in progress. Uh, We've had terrible news out of British Columbia. Nearly 500 sudden deaths because of that horrible heat wave, the heat dome. And now the town of Lytton, which saw the highest temperatures ever recorded in this country, has basically been destroyed by fire and people are missing. Uh, A lot of people still also missing that building collapse in Miami. Uh, I mean, it just keeps going on and on. And uh, there's, I guess, some good news with the COVID numbers, 200 new cases today, 284 from yesterday. But those are still pretty low numbers. Uh, we, we were under 200 one day this week. Um, but uh, yeah, now uh, the prime minister was just talking before I went on air here, and uh, he was talking about the burning of churches, mostly in British Columbia, and uh, he took that on. He said, you end up burning places where people who need comfort, people who are grieving are able to go for some comfort and some healing. And uh, that is the other side. We, we've been talking a lot about the horrible discovery of the unmarked graves of children, indigenous children. They went to residential school and ended up in these mass graves. Terrible. Um, and now we're also seeing the burning of churches. Those schools, of course, were run by churches, mostly by the Catholic Church. Uh, I'm going to start with a call from Barry in North York. Before we take it, let me give you the numbers again. Like to hear from you on whatever you want to talk about. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Hi, Barry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing? Fine. Good. A um, couple of things very quickly. How I spent Canada Day yesterday was I did the two minutes of silence that one of the chiefs had uh, suggested. Yeah, uh, good. And and sang along with the sang a song. I found a song actually on YouTube, um, written by Leanna Classen, and it even has in the lyrics or Canada Day um, or Canada rather, um, heal our land. So it's an absolutely perfect fitting. Um, song for what's going on. And I sang along with that. So that's how I um, spend my 
uh, Canada Day yesterday. Now, I wanted to talk about the heat wave that's happening in BC. Yep. Some Go people ahead. are thinking. Uh, some people are thinking. Well, this is just a thing that will happen, and that's it. Uh, but as David uh, Phillips said on the um, on your radio station yesterday or the day before, that this is probably not the first time it's going to happen. Say in the next twenty years or so. And actually, um, I believe that we need someone in power in our federal government who takes the environment really, really seriously. Because Trudeau has said, well, we have to balance the economy with the environment and that kind of thing. Suzuki said about 20 years ago, he said, if we don't take this seriously and do something really drastic, we're going to be in major trouble. And that's what we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, it's it's not proven that it's all related to climate change, but obviously that's a factor. And uh, Barry, thanks a lot for your it's call. True, just one thing before I go. It's, not, it's true. It's not all to, to climate change. But I had a report and the, per, the person's name is Samantha Kuzma. And she says, one of the authors of a flooding project report said climate change will be responsible for one third of the increased flood risks between now and 2030. And the cost will be 165, sorry, 1.65 billion U.S. And that's, we're talking Canadian. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, I mean, there's no argument that climate change is responsible for some things. Uh, you know, for every report like that, there's a report that says something else. So we don't know the extent of it, uh, and, but uh, definitely it is there and it is a factor. Barry, thanks for your call. Let's Welcome. go to weekend. Robert in Pennsylvania. Hi, Robert. Hi, Libby. I'd like to thank you uh, for your, your program and uh, I'd like to thank all of I think you're a little more civil up there than we seem to be here, and uh, I just, uh, neither one of us are perfect. We just need to acknowledge our mistakes, I guess, and try to improve and love one another like your program. And I sure do have Dale Goldhawk and Henry. So. Okay, Robert, you know, your line is really bad. I can barely hear you, but I certainly appreciate your the sentiment. And we've just had Canada Day. It was a, a very different, sadder, more reflective Canada Day. You're coming up to your national holiday on July the 4th. So um, have a happy July the 4th. Thanks for your call. All right, we will go to Patrick in Markham. Patrick, hello. Hi. Go uh, ahead. Uh, it's about uh, renaming Dundas Street. Sure. Uh, I, I think it could be re- re- rededicated to Lawrence Dundas, who was a relative and contemporary of Henry Dundas. Mm-hmm. And um, that way it would save a lot of money. <laughs> Did Lawrence Dundas have anything to do with Canada? In a way, he, he was... Um, a supplier to the British Army during the Seven Year War, seventeen fifty six to sixty three, and I'm guessing he was supplying General Wolfe when they took Quebec. Uh, I think that's that's. I I don't know if that's enough to uh, give someone so much real estate, but but you're right. It would save it would save a lot of money and trouble. Patrick, uh, thanks very much for your call. Okay. Bye bye. You too. Bye. 
Okay, let us hear from Bob in Niagara on the Lake. Hello, Bob. Hi there. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just want to to criticize your use of uh, mass graves uh, a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. Uh, these are these are individual graves in cemeteries. A mass grave is when ISIS digs a trench with a bulldozer and dumps three hundred bodies in at once. Okay, uh, I uh, I I cede to you. Uh, so far, yes, they they do seem to be individual. Um, yes, I stand corrected or sit corrected. Yep. There is uh, another uh, matter, and and that's the the nature of the term truth. Uh, uh, there was a, a priest who who uh, uh, gave a the positive side of residential schools, and uh, he was immediately compelled to uh, to apologize and resign. Yeah, that was a week ago in Mississauga. Yeah, there's always another aspect of it, and and I would hate to see the term truth commandeered to to provide only a single side of of the of the situation. You know. Okay. I, two anecdotal I, uh, uh, stories. I mean, uh, uh, yes. Um, but when you see something like, uh, you know, children who go to school and end up in a cemetery and their parents never heard from them and it's not a one-off, then you have to draw certain conclusions from that, Bob. Thanks. Uh, what am I doing here? Thanks for your call. Uh, I'm I'm going to take this opportunity as I... Uh, told people yesterday and this morning, I did a little bit of research on Henry Dundas. And let me give the numbers out again beforehand, because uh, I'm going to be talking for a few minutes here. And I would like to hear your opinion on what I'm about to tell you. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 744-740. So I did a little bit of research tootling around on the internet. So Henry Dundas and slavery. Uh, his first encounter with this, and he was, first of all, Henry Dundas, he was a lawyer, and he was the most important political figure in Scotland for a very long time. He had a nickname, King Henry IX. He was the right hand of William Pitt, who uh, was the prime minister in Britain. So uh, he was a really, really powerful guy. And he was trained as a lawyer. And when he was a lawyer, uh, his first encounter with this, he represented an enslaved person named Joseph Knight uh, to try to win his freedom. And when he did that, uh, this is a quote from Henry Dundas, human nature, my lords, spurns at the thought of slavery among any part of our species. That was in 1776. Now, in 1791, Wilberforce, the famous abolitionist, first put the abolition of slavery before the British Parliament. It was defeated. 1792, it came up again. Now, Dundas tabled a petition from Edinburgh residents who supported it. Um, And um, this is what he said. My opinion has always been against the slave trade. 
he said, however, that a vote for immediate abolition would be ineffective as it would drive the slave trade underground. And he anticipated that merchants from other countries would step in to fill the gap. So he said this trade must be ultimately abolished, but by moderate measures. And he also suggested um, that eventually slavery and the slave trade should be abolished, but it should not apply to the contemporary generation of enslaved people. Okay, so how did he contribute to the continuation of slavery, which is the allegation? He added the word gradual to the original motion calling for the abolition of slavery. Uh, and then it passed. So one of the interpretations is, hey, he really didn't like slavery, it, but it, it wasn't going to pass as complete abolition. So he added the word gradual, as often happens in politics, to get it done. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Then he kept amending the resolution in the House to put a date on it. This was 1792 resolution. And uh, he, the, he kept putting different dates in. And eventually, the House voted in favor of abolishing slavery by 1796. But the House of Lords, they didn't ratify it. That's what has to happen. It's like here, uh, we have to have the Senate agree to stuff. They did not ratify the end of slavery in the British Empire until 1807, when it was eventually abolished. Now, between 1792 and 1807, another half a million Africans were transported into slavery in the British colonies. And historians of the slave trade and the abolitionist movements argue, some of them, that Dundas's actions were a tactic designed to delay rather than facilitate abolition. And they maintain that that word gradual was intended to subvert the whole abolitionist movement. And that's uh, the argument that we have been seeing. However, not everyone agrees. It's history and historians. They say that uh, blaming him as bad history, that there were political and economic factors, including no majority in parliament and no agreement from the House of Lords. Even contemporary people do blame him. Samuel Taylor Coleridge, who is the famous poet, says he mangled the bill. Now, here's the other thing, and I will tell you a little more about this after the break. Henry Dundas never set foot in Canada, what was then Upper Canada or Lower Canada or anything. So, again, my original question, why should this guy have so much real estate? named after him. And uh, I'll try to give a little clarity on that when we come back. Uh, but I do want to know, for those of you who would listen to my little history of, of him and slavery, what do you think of that? And uh, what do you think of the whole thing? Toronto City staff and Toronto's mayors now in favor of starting the process to rename Dundas Street. That's a lot of addresses. What do you think of that? 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free for all Friday. And, uh, I just gave a short abridged history of Henry Dundas and his involvement in the legislation to abolish slavery in the British Empire. And, uh, with a bit of an apology, cause I don't usually talk that much on Friday, which is your day to talk about what you want to talk about. But I do want to hear your opinion on that. And, um, I'm, I'm going to get back to that subject in a moment. The numbers to call. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Joel in Hamilton. Hi, Joel. Hello. How are go- you today, Lou? I'm fine. Go ahead. You're on yes. the air. Um, I would like to uh, mention that there was a uh, native-run uh, school in uh, right in Toronto. As far as I know, it's still there. But one of the original founders was Vern Harper, who I believe was Cree. And uh, his son, Leslie, went to the school. Uh, my two uh, boys, uh, who are Ojibwe, uh, went to that school as well for a while. And uh, it was they started every day with the circle so that uh, there would be an honoring of, of uh, Native beliefs and so forth, but they did have regular teachers and regular subjects as well. It was under the auspices of the uh, Toronto School Board, and as far as I know, it still exists today. R- right, I don't but think Burn is any longer with it. When um, when did it start? It, it was it. Con- it was. I believe it started in maybe the middle seventies. It was wow. around the end of the seventies when my my two boys were there. Um, oh. Rom and and uh, and Raymond and uh, the the, the uh, son of the found one of the founders uh, was Leslie Harper and I say hi to him too. Yeah, I mean uh, that's interesting because uh, there were still residential schools operating in the seventies until ninety seven. I think it was the last one. Mm. Closed, but I guess one thing that you say is that it was here in Toronto, in the city, part of the Toronto District School Board. That's right. It and, was a day school, and there there was no residential involvement or any uh, of that sort of thing that went on in so many places previously. Yeah, and the the places so far where these things have been discovered are a lot more remote and and far off, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's good to know that something something good was happening at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least towards the very end. Uh, Joel, um, how, did you do anything on Canada Day? How did you feel about it? Uh, well, I was working and I was listening to the radio. And and uh, when I got home, I was kind of tired. So I just talked to my son, Rom, and uh, we... We listened for the fireworks and so forth in the neighborhood and that sort of thing. Okay. Joel in Hamilton, thanks for your call. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Okay. Ike in Scarborough. Hello, Ike. Hello. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a first-time caller anyway. Wait, wait. There you go. Welcome, Bell. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know much about Henry Dundas until you read something from the Google. You check it out yourself. But uh, I don't think the guy is too bad or in favor of slave trade. First of all, uh, the politicians, the big guys in Canada here who named the street after this gentleman, they know who he is. They know he, who he was. But they still name a street with him. Now, changing the name, my position is, it will make any difference. It will make anything different. It's not going to change the way black people live here. It's, going to, it's not going to change the way slave victims are living. You're going to say, I, I, it's the beginning of everything. Of course. But I don't see any change than that name will benefit black people in uh, Canada here. Ike, did you have, before this whole thing came uh, erupted, did you have any idea who this guy was? I don't know until you read his, who he is just a few minutes ago. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that really gets me, I, I mean, even beyond, it, obviously, it's a complicated legacy. We have historians who think he was a bad guy. We have historians who think, no, he was a pretty good guy. But he, he had no connection with this country. <laughs> he was no, yeah, he never sure. set foot like, here. Yeah, okay. I'm a black guy. I'm a cab driver. I know Danda Street. All the way downtown to Mississauga. Now, changing his name on the street to replace who? Then after that, let's check every street in Toronto here and see who the person is, his background. Then let's change all of it. Well, you're going to say, say, it's the beginning of the process. Okay, fine. But if you are singing out and redundance only, I promise you, it will make any change for black people in this country. That, I mean, um, okay, I I I take it, and it, and it probably make things tougher for cab drivers. There you go. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Ike, have yourself a great weekend. Thank you Thank very you much. Happy Happy Canada Day. Thank you. You too. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, I have some more calls on this subject. I just wanted to add something. So th- this is my big question. Like, why did this guy get so much real estate uh, named after him? The answer seems to be that he was a friend of Lieutenant Governor John Graves Simcoe, uh, who was in a lot of ways a very good thing. I mean, but, you know, talk about an old boys network. Uh, and apparently there was a certain point in time when Dundas, Ontario was very important. So the town and all the roads leading to and from it were named Dundas. Now, in terms of, we do have something to be a little proud of here in Ontario, though it, it doesn't entirely, you know, gel with the things we believe today. So, uh, in 1793, an enslaved black woman was bound, thrown into a boat, and sold across the river to a new owner in the United States. Uh, this incident came to the attention of the Lieutenant Governor, John Graves Simcoe, uh, by a free black man uh, who witnessed the event. 
Now, Simcoe immediately moved to abolish slavery in the new province, Upper Canada. He was met with opposition in the House of Assembly, some of whose members owned slaves. A compromise was reached. So here again, you couldn't just get it done like there are so many things you cannot get done these days when it comes to politics. On July 9th, 1793, an act was passed that prevented the further introduction of slaves into Upper Canada and allowed for the gradual abolition of slavery, although no slaves already residing in the province were freed outright. Now, here's what there is a bit to be proud of. It was the first piece of legislation in the British Empire to limit slavery. So that was in 1793. So we were the first, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a full thing, but uh, it was, as they say, a start. But uh, then uh, John Grave Simcoe turned around and named a big part of this province after his buddy, who never set foot here. So let's take a call from Pat in Acton. Hi, Pat. Hello. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. I think that to change the name of Dundas Street would be the silliest, stupidest thing and the most useless thing that I I could see happening. Because why spend three to six million? Now, that's a conservative estimate. You know as well as I do. It'll probably cost a lot more than that to, to change all the dresses, thousands of addresses, people that live on that road for their whole lives. Their, their identity is going to be thrown away, I think. I mean, if you lived on Dundas Street for your whole life and someone comes to you and say, okay, we're going to change the name of your street, I would think that would be totally stupid. And, and it would offend me. It offends me to think of the people that live on that street that are going to have their identity changed. Well, it's for a pain. No I, 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 I don't There's think... no good reason for it. I, I mean... It, why it's... spend millions when there's so many other things that that money can be put towards to improve the, the lives of, of the indigenous people, of uh, racial, racially uh, un, um, compromised people, why, why not put the money there instead of changing something that's been around for a long, a long time? And like your last caller said, it's not going to change anything as far as the history goes and as far as slavery goes. I don't care who Henry Dundas was. That doesn't matter to me at all. Okay, Pat. Me. And also another thing, my father used to have a company called Dundas Construction Company. His yard was on Dundas Street. He had to change his name from his original Italian name to Dundas because there was oppression back there because of Italians that he was not allowed to bid on government jobs because of the name of his company. I won't say what his name was, and it was an Italian name. He changed his name to Dundas Construction in order to, to um, be able to bid on government projects. His uh, company helped to build the massive uh, aeronautical complex in, 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 um, in Malton, and he had to change his name. Well, to I mean... Get, get that job. Well, to me, it, it does not make sense, and I hope, please, people out there, complain, go to your... your uh, your municipal representative and say, do not change the name. Do oh, not change okay, the name. Pat. It won't end there. Pat. Yeah, we heard you. Uh, we know what you think about it, Pat, for sure. But it's it's, it's interesting. Uh, the one thing that I would disagree with you, I, I don't think that people 
feel that their identity is bound up with their street address. Uh, most of us have lived at, at many street addresses through the course of a lifetime. And his story, interesting that, you know, there are a lot of people who changed their names to take away their ethnic identity because it was not so long ago in this country that even white European people, if their name didn't sound English or French, uh, it, 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 you know, they, they had trouble getting certain jobs as, as Pat pointed out. So I don't know why, uh, th- that he changed the name to Dundas to kind of neutralize things. I, I, I don't know that that would give a, uh, a particular affinity for it. You know, you, you'd think he might want to reclaim his Italian name. But yeah, and, and in my profession in broadcasting, Boy, it was, uh, you know, Moses, my brother, was the first to hire people and have them go with their real names. I I know tons of people who are uh, Italian or Ukrainian or Polish or Jewish that changed their last names to go on the air because that was what was expected or they'd use their middle name as their last name. So interesting that that was not very long ago. Anyway, uh, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Gerald in Toronto. Hi, Gerald. Hi there. Um, I just wanted to talk about Dundas, saying that a couple things. What is happening to Dundas, especially as you gave that little brief history lesson of it, is it happened in the United States too. I mean, Thomas Jefferson, when he wrote the Declaration of Independence, his first draft was to abolish slavery, but he was voted down by the 13 colonies. And that seems to be the same thing for Mr. Dundas here. And secondly, if people really do want to have this out there for people to understand and to read about history just so that they can understand it, Put one of those 3D barcodes on there with all of the history. So if they want to do it, and people don't always want to look at history, but if they do want to do it, it would be there quick for them to look at uh, their phone and and have a brief history of why Dundas was named for it being, and, and the good and the bad based on historical evidence. You know what? I, I totally agree with that when it comes to people who uh whose names or likenesses are prominent because of something they did for or in this country but again in in this case uh this guy had zero connection and uh, you know this this controversy has erupted and and I think it's not quite as simple as people present it in terms of his relation to slavery, but I think it's pretty clear cut. He had no relation to Canada. And, uh, you know, when you talk about colonialism, uh, there are, I'm sure there are a lot of places like that where you're talking about people who were British, who had zero affiliation here. And, and, um, you know, again, why, why should they have all this real estate named after them? That's, that's just what I'm asking. Um, and, you know, I, I don't say that you're wrong in that. I mean, history is what it is and what people have contrived and what have they have manipulated. I mean, we see how manipulations are happening even in, in 
in this time that we have the fake news and everything else. And some people could be elevated because of that. And to me, the only solution would be, if that's the case, is that to find something that's innocuous enough that people don't find contention with, like, as somebody said before, two numbers on it. But but again, if that's the case, are people going to have an affront to the number 13? They don't even put them in elevators. And that, as a person who likes mathematics and science, it's, to me, illogical. But that's what we live in. Okay, Gerald, thank you for that. Yeah, that was a pretty good non-controversial suggestion. Uh, And it might also make things easier to find. Uh, There's a bonus. Okay, where are we going next? Um, Let's go to Maria in Oshawa. Hello, Maria. Hello. Um, I just like to give my opinion on the Dundas Street. Um, I think it's... um, a waste of the taxpayers' money, and I don't think it's going to serve any purpose. Plus, I would like to ask how the Catholic religion had so many bad priests and nuns when people that go into the profession should be kind and humane. Uh, Yeah, that's a very good question. Very good question. Um, And uh, I can't answer that. Maria, thank you very much for your call. We have to take another break. Let me give the numbers out again. We've started to talk about, again, this issue of renaming Dundas Street. You know, I haven't heard from, aside from uh, the guy who started the petition, who we interviewed, I haven't, haven't heard from callers who think it's a good idea. So if there's anybody out there, uh, I do want everybody's opinion. Uh, yes, no, maybe, but uh, just pointing out, we have not heard from anyone who thought, who thinks that this is a good idea. And in addition to renaming Dundas Street, there are a couple of subway stations uh, and and other public areas that would also have to be renamed. And I think the caller who said, wait for it, that estimate. So first of all, the 3 million part of it, forget about it. Uh, the 6 million uh, or so, which is the top end of the city's estimate, he said, wait for it. It's going to exceed that. Uh, when it comes to the city, most things usually do. So we're taking a break. Again, the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back with more of your calls and your comments. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Forty, and we've been talking about the move to rename Dundas Street. Uh, I gave a little brief history of his involvement with the whole slavery question. And again, the other thing I keep asking, the guy never set foot in Canada. Why should he have so much real estate? 
named after him. The answer to that is that he was a buddy of Lieutenant Governor John Graves Simcoe, who has a big history here. Anyway, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to think Dundas probably has more real estate named after him than John Graves Simcoe. Okay. So let us go to Merrick in High Park. Hi, Merrick. Yes, uh, good morning. Actually, good afternoon and happy post-Canada Day. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I am 40 years this month and I have actually few businesses and my editorial office is located on Dundas Street yep. in Toronto. Yep. So I guess for me to change the name, it will be the erasing of my of my Canadian my best life years. I will be gone. Really, you you have such an attachment to the actual address of your premises. Well, yes, yes, I have. I had a few businesses on on Dundas, few locations, you know. So there's a, um, but this is like it's a personal, but it's a business, you know, and. Uh, but the problem is, I think it's deeper. Dundas is a city in Ontario, yep. but it's in Scotland, it's around the world. And we are going to be caving into some one unhappy individual. That's fine, it's a freedom of expression, but we are creating what is the end of changing the names. Are we going to we put an atomic bomb and erase <laughs> the city with all the names, all the history? You know, everybody has some, nobody's perfect. And suddenly people are, the politicians like to, uh, <laughs> to say this, um, he come in the, for the history of the past, uh, in the sins of the, uh, no own sins, but somebody else's sin. Well, well all I would, I would say to that, Marek, is the thing is the guy has no history here. At least, <laughs> that's Libby, Libby, yes. I can tell you something. As the history is erased from Canadian schools. If you go in these days, it's a cultural revolution. You, you see that I was mentioning before that in China, the books were uh, burned down. In, the, in, the, in Europe, if you read history in Europe, we were the, in, uh, in the 16th or 17th century, the, the books which were not allowed by the, uh, the, uh, the by the church. Yep. Or in Russia, you had the, during censorship, or in, in Prussia too, you have the censorship organizations. So whatever was not in line was erased. And now, today, we don't have only few books in the libraries because everybody is going on the digital, on the platform. But if, then, if there is no electricity, we are in the Stone Age. No news. And no people, you people are so right. If there's if there's no Wi-Fi, no electricity, we're uh, up a creek, as they say. Uh, yeah, but uh, again, Mara- no GPS. Listen, GPS. No GPS, and people don't know how to drive. They don't know where to go, even in Toronto. Um, Marek, we, we we have <laughs> we've strayed from. <laughs> you've covered a lot of ground here. Thanks for your call. Yeah, uh, we've gone from Dundas and name changes to GPS and driving and our reliance on all of our devices, which I would say 
yes. And for anybody who's ever lost their phone or whatever, it's it's kind of, you feel like you're losing your arm. What are you going to do? Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> yes, we are very reliant. And yes, when when electricity or whatever goes out, um, we're it's a problem. It's a huge problem. And a bigger problem than for people in Robert, in, in Henry Dundas's time when they didn't have electricity and they knew how to deal with this stuff. Anyway, let us move along to Sheila in Toronto. Hello, Sheila. Hello. Uh, it's good to speak with you. Um, Thank you. In the news reports earlier last week, uh, they mentioned that thousands of people had signed the petition, but thousands of people is a small number compared to Toronto's population of about two and a half million. So, to me, it's a minority, and um, the city government should be dealing with things that are more practical. Okay, so here the the law or the the rule or the bylaw or whatever it is says that once you get 14,000 people to sign a petition, city staff will look at what you're doing. So maybe what you have to do is start another petition saying we we don't want this street renamed and maybe then city staff will look at that. But that's what happened. It's oh. somebody who knows the rules in the city got 14,000 signatures, city staff looked at it and said, "Yeah, we think it's a good idea." Oh. The mayor agrees. So yeah. if if um, you know, but it has to be pretty important to you to go to all that trouble, quite frankly. Well, for those 14,000 people, but for probably 2 million or more people, it's not that big a deal of changing the name and just continue on with the way things are. It's easy to find Dundas Street or Dundas TTC Station and uh, the town of Dundas and so on. Yep, yep. Well, uh, yeah, (laughs) I know. Thanks a lot, Sheila, for your call. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay. John in Guelph. Hello, John. Hello. Um, yeah, I'm on the side of leaving it as, as it is. And the reason would be this. It's attached to the gentleman's name only because we say it's attached to him. But all the streets we have, First, Second, Third Street, or Dundas, or Bluer, or any other name, is just a name to differentiate it from all the rest. So why don't we just detach Dundas Street and Dundas um, town or city from that particular person and make it a sort of a uh, omnibus uh, Dundas and just carry on, no cost involved, except to say it's not him anymore, it's somebody else. <laughs> okay. Or it's not any Dundas. It's all the Dundases. Whatever you like. <laughs> okay. I, I I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, John, thanks for your call. Yeah, a lot of people just think uh, it's more trouble than it's worth. Uh, we were talking to the columnist Anthony Fury, and he said it, it, it's a solution in search of a problem. That might be true. I think it's not a bad thing that all of this, for speaking for myself, made me look this up when I never gave two seconds of thought to who Dundas might have been named after. Uh, and I have to say uh, that again, uh, you know, 
maybe we should name our streets. And I think we are doing it now uh, after people who have actually had an impact on the place that we are at, which Henry Dundas did not. Uh, I'm going to take a call from Tom in Ajax. And Tom, you want to talk about something else entirely. Go ahead. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, It seems to have kind of slipped through the cracks of the the news, just like Bill C-10 did. Um, Did you know that your federal government, meaning all of Canada, is actually suing Parliament and the Speaker of the House, who is a Liberal? Uh, Yes, I did. Go ahead. Explain it. They're actually doing it for the first time in the history of this country. They're suing Parliament, so they don't have to uh, turn over documents that have been demanded by Parliament after they they basically reprimanded Ian Stewart. Okay, um, okay, so let's 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 just make sure that everybody listening knows what we're talking about. So uh Trudeau is suing the Speaker of the House of Commons for asking for documents relating to the firing of those two scientists, two Chinese scientists who worked at the very high level security lab in Winnipeg, they were fired uh, and escorted out of that lab. Uh, there's been a lot of secrecy about it. Suddenly, people are wondering: is there is there anything to do with the pandemic here? Because they went back to Wuhan, and uh, just the other day, it might have been yesterday, there was a story in the Globe and Mail where um, they said that. They uh, had information that the two scientists were fired because they sent unauthorized intellectual property from the lab to Wuhan. And and we don't know what that would be. And and it could be some kind of viruses or who knows what. Tom, am I explaining it well? Uh, Yeah, that basically sums it up. There also were uh, several high-ranking military officials from Chinese military visiting this uh, lab in Winnipeg uh, without the proper, allegedly without the proper uh, clearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so also, they're also trying to suppress, they're not even responding to requests anymore for this and millions of documents pertaining to how the vaccine uh, rollout was botched so badly. So they're basically, after saying they don't have the most open and transparent government in the history of this country, and they're going to say they were going to clean up uh, Harper's mess. They're creating new, um, affronteries to Parliament, ala Donald Trump. He's just saying, no, I'm not doing what you want. The hell with you. You try and make me, I'm going to sue you. Okay, so well, this is, you're right, it's unprecedented. Yeah. And um, the the argument is, and I, I agree, this is a very top-down government. You know, for all the touchy-feely stuff, they're not transparent, and, and they have a very tight rein on things. And the argument with this, of course, would be that it is national security. And the people who argue against that say, hey, it probably is national security, but you can uh, inform parliament. You can do it in camera. Uh, th- those kinds of things are done all the time. And yeah, the people that want to see it do have the proper clearance. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, kudos to the Globe and Mail for getting some information on this. Uh, They have some very good sources up there. Uh, But uh, yeah, Um, thank you for bringing that to our attention. You're right. We didn't quite get to that topic, but it's it's important. And did your research on Dundas Street happen to include how long Dundas Street was when it was first named? 
Uh, I read it and forgot it and didn't didn't put oh. it in my notes. So please tell us. Well, I don't know. I've been trying to find that out. I was hoping you did, but it seems to me, how is this for a scenario? Yeah, I got to name a street after my buddy. Uh, I'm just going to pick this street right here. It's just another street in Toronto. It's not like there's ever going to be 100,000 people in no, 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 that's, the next time. no, I, I did yeah. allude to that. So yeah. it, it, the town of Dundas was named when the town of Dundas was, no offense, a lot more important than it is now. So he yes. named an important town, and then all the streets that were going to and from Dundas were also named Dundas, so you could oh. find him. So he did intend to give a very important piece of real estate to name it for his buddy. Oh, well, thank you. There's me learning something new on a Friday. Okay. Have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm going to take Tony in Toronto. Hi, Tony. Hello there. I grew up in uh, a little area between Dundas and Manningham, Manningham College area there, and I went to my first James Bond on Dundas, James Bond movie on Dundas. And uh, uh, what that one gentleman said, it's true. It does become part of your identity. When I think back in my 60s growing up there, uh, you know, I think of a lot of good things. And uh, I think it's just a name. Leave it alone. Don't touch it. Spend money wherever else they need it to help out people who need it. But, you know, it, this is politically correct bullshit. It's getting too far. Excuse my language. Oh, please don't use bad language. This is the radio. We get in trouble for that. Um, but, yeah, um, I certainly hear you on that. You do, you, um, you know, does it, do, would changing the name of the street affect your memories? Uh, yeah, it affects a lot of things where, you know, it just not, wouldn't be the same if Dundas wasn't Dundas anymore. Growing up from right from 1959 up, we came over from Italy here. Yep. And let me tell you, we had our share back then. We were the ones we picked on Italians. Yep. And uh, it was then that moved up, <laughs> but uh, we just took it, put our heads down, and and, and you know persevered. But uh, I, I just think it's getting a little too far. I coached high school football for Johnny McDonald for 20 years, and now you know what, where does it stop? Where does it stop? Is what I'm trying to say. Is it's like, you know, I'm sure they weren't perfect citizens back in their days, but you know. There must have been something right to, to, to sort of be on her. But anyhow, that's the bottom line is where does it stop? And oh. uh, who, who do you got to please? But anyhow, love your show. I hope I didn't get you canceled. Okay. Thanks a lot. Watch your language, Tony, and have a great weekend. Okay. Um, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. Everybody have a nice weekend. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.